0: You're listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com.
1: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen.
2: Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, alongside my wife, as always, Pam. Hey.
0: Hey. Good to be here with you today.
2: Here trying to help the SMR Nation uh, just make the most out of their married life Mm -hmm. and their sex life. Mm -hmm. And those two things oftentimes can uh, really feed off each other, but sometimes they're separate for some couples because we hear emails a lot of everything, our relationship is great except for our sex life. And we get it, I understand it. I also don't get it because it would seem like Those two things are barometers. Yeah. You know, it's Mm going to pull things down, but you're still getting something out of it. Even if the sex life is struggling, Mm -hmm. the rest of the relationship could be a little bit easier. And I guess that helps with the way people frame it. Yeah. But this is and Marriage Radio, where we go where you will benefit most. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And the way that happens is you let us know what's on your mind. What kind of questions you've got, because this is listener-driven radio and the SMR nation helps uh, steer this ship each and every week. And the way you do that is you call us at 214-702-9565, or send us an email at feedback at sexymarriesradio.com, because each of those uh, messages that come in do get read or heard. Some get answered uh, directly, some become show topics. And if you have something that's in the queue and you are just itching to have it answered, Uh, but you send it via email, uh, call it in on the voicemail line. That gets it to the front of the line, or at least a little closer to the Mm -hmm. front of the
1: line.
2: (laughs) We can't get to everything sometimes just because of the amount of messages that come in sometimes. But the other thing we ask of you as the the, uh, SMR Nation is to uh, help us spread the word. Uh, Jump on iTunes, rate and review the show, leave a comment, uh, do the same on Stitcher, Uh, find your friends, your family members, uh, subscribe for them. Uh, in their feed, just grab their phone, subscribe to the the show, (laughs) um, because we want to spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex and we want it to be as good as it can be because we want marriages around the world to be as good as they can be Mm -hmm. because that just makes everybody better. So here's a, here's the thing that just comes to my mind as we start off the show, Pam, um, it's interesting. So I just finished this book I'm listening to on Audible, which I love Audible. I don't, where has it been all my life? I was late to the game.
0: No kidding. No kidding. Love and it too.
2: just devouring great information uh, by listening to, to books now. And I just finished today, as we're recording this, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Cowan. And it's a fantastic book where he's just talking about the importance of how do we slow down? Right, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's in the Christian realm because he's okay. talking about if you want to be an apprentice of Jesus, you need to do more than just follow his teachings. You need to also adopt his lifestyle some, hmm. and look at how he conducted himself. and He was never in a hurry. And the phrase actually right. comes from Dallas Willard.
0: Took some time for himself as well, right? The phrase, right?
2: the the actual phrase, which is the title, is a Dallas Willard phrase of "How do I be more in tune with myself and?" More, an apprentice of Jesus, and he said, "You ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life."
0: Hmm, That's interesting. And
2: and so it made me. I've just been contemplating a lot of this as I've been listening to it. And one of the last suggestions he gives, he gives a bunch of these little steps of here's how you can uh, create some time and Mm -hmm. slow down in your life. And one of which is uh, make your smartphone a dumb phone.
0: By doing what?
2: Get rid of all social media. Get rid of email you know get to all the stuff that we used to be able to have to do via our phone or our computer yeah make it just all on the computer again make your phone only things that are necessary as a phone and texting okay but everything else if if it's on there only have it on there if it really does bring you joy in life not something that's a distraction <laughs>
0: Excuse me, it's interesting you talk about bringing you joy and all the social media we have. How many of us truly get what is really joy out of social media? I love the idea of booting it and <laughs> if I'm going to look at it, right. you know, just have it on my computer. Right. Share. I, I pretty much just share so, fa- family things or whatever, yep. but uh, I love that idea.
2: So this afternoon I did that.
0: Oh, you and did? And then
2: I started wigging out. <laughs> Really, I did. I was like, "That is a drastic." You don't
0: even check social media on your phone.
2: No, I took off email and I took off Slack, which there's all my mastermind academy. It is work, but I'm on my computer a bunch too, and so it's just this whole. Because how many times as 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 members of the SMR Nation, how many times right before you're going to bed do you hit that email button? Do you hit that social media button just to check to see if something else came in? Because I do. And then a lot of those lead me down holes that aren't good
1: because Mm -hmm. then all of a
2: sudden I get something in my head that's like, oh, I got to get that done for work. And, oh, that person needs this. And, oh, we got to do this with the volunteer thing. And, oh, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm not resting then.
0: Uh, Well, that's true. I'll tell you, I'm not one of those people that checks email before bed because I know that that's where I'll go. (laughs) But if, if if the app had been up, and I see, you know, you can see the name and you can see the subject line yep. and that's all it takes to totally. get, in. I have you're, that you're, happen on a regular basis. Oh, I don't want to think about that. It's this. immediate
2: ping. And then you get into well, what do they need? What's going on? What's just happened? What, you know, mm-hmm. because it's that fear of missing out or whatever. And I'm, I'm hearing all of this and not only wrestling with it, with the spiritual realm, I'm also thinking of it in the relational realm yeah. of how do we slow down relationships to let the power of the relationship shine back through Mm -hmm. to see the essence of who you're married to and to have them share the essence of who you are. Because we live in a world of perpetual distraction. We do. And that's not going away anytime soon unless we are intentional about it. Mm -hmm. And, But it's just so fascinating because that's such a real world uh, current event for me. I felt like I needed to share that because it's a real struggle. That's hilarious. And so I'm evening. surprised
0: that you wigged out with it.
2: Yeah, but so as of the time we're sitting here now to record, several hours later after I did this, everything's back on the phone. Everything? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, yep. Yeah, I, I'm going to do this in stages. It's like knocking over a vending machine. You know, you have to get it rocking a little bit before you can tip it all the way over.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, and there's some, um, I guess everyone has to look at that for themselves, right? We yeah. read a book and all of a sudden we want to do everything that's in the book. Not everything may apply to every one of oh, us. Oh, totally! Right, some of us may not have an but issue with that.
2: I was convicted because I, I recognize a, a lot of the times when I pick up my phone, I took off notifications on most of the apps. I don't get the dings. I don't get See, the I messages up key. top. You do
0: get those slack notifications nonstop. Right. They're
2: because I got they're active groups. The Academy is incredibly active. Yeah. And some weeks even more so. Right. And then the mastermind groups, they're active. Yep. And and so the bings and the buzzes and all of that. I just have the little badge notification. But even that is a draw mm-hmm. of like, okay, I can be intentional to take care of that. But I don't do that on email. Um but I still I have so many times where I want everything to come in, and I'm hitting it. And it's there's that element of, why am I checking this?
0: Okay, so let's take this. I don't think you were planning on going here, but let's take this to what happened with us a week ago. Okay. Right? And I always have my phone on silent. Not always. Not always. And usually I don't intentionally have it on silent. Right. But bedtime goes on silent. Um and during the day i often have meetings with clients and so i silence that phone
2: right cuz you don't want you don't need the distractions i don't i don't to want interrupt the, things. Yep. to
0: a distraction to interrupt the meeting and then i use that also when i have some focused time to just have my head down working i have purposefully keep my phone silent so mm-hmm. that i can just focus on that i don't want the dings i don't want a phone call i can Pick a time right. to respond to all of my voicemails and things like that.
2: Which is fabulous.
0: Um, which is fabulous for me.
2: Totally. Well, that's Cal Newport's work of, of deep work.
0: Right. It, but then I'm not seeing when you call.
2: Right. Which isn't fabulous. Which isn't fabulous. Because <laughs> that impacts me.
0: Right. <laughs> And there's times when you want to get a hold of me, you need to get a hold of me. I guess in my mind is, if you really need me, you can call the office number and they'll patch you through, right?
2: Which I'll do if I really need you.
0: Right. But this instance was on a Saturday and our switchboard is not open then, right? Right. And so that causes that rigged havoc, but at some point, I had to say, "Well, I I don't know how to turn this on just for you and nobody else, right? How do I do that?" So I've been trying to be more conscious of, hmm, how can I, how can I have my phone sitting there so I can see if it's Corey, right? Or how can I?
2: But even that do with notifications things, right? is distraction. Right, it's
0: still a <laughs> distraction. So how do you do that when you're trying to be intentional and not totally uh, and, and be aware of? Wanting your spouse to feel wanted, but also trying to set these boundaries for everything else in life. Right. I think that's what I kind of
2: and, hit and that's the wall the, with. And that's the route we have to, I think, as individuals, start to go through our whole value system, our whole intentionality of, because everything, and this is one of the truisms we've done at Sexy Marriage Radio for years, everything we do communicates. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so. How do I make sure I'm communicating clearly what I'm saying to, that those align, right? Mm -hmm. What I say is also what I do. And there's ways you can find avenues around this because we get emails that come in about my spouse spends all their time on games or on their phone or that Mm -hmm. iPad or whatever. And so I can't compete. And it's like, right, you can't. So what you do then is you call out what the dynamic is better. Yeah. Of like, I just want you to know every time you disappear into an iPad or your laptop or a book or a TV show or a hobby or the garage or the gym, all the different things that we do with our, our time, all of that communicates. Yeah. So how am I living in line with what I say? If I say that my marriage matters and I say that my children matter and I say that my work matters, all the different things, because we can be multiplicitous in things. I don't even know that's a word, but you know where I'm going. Okay. That if I say those things, am I living those things too? Mm-hmm. And this has just got me in this whole thought process of how, how, how do I still hurry when maybe it's needless? Mm-hmm. And maybe I need to start asking the question of why. Yeah. Because there is an element of silence is scary to people, Sometimes it's the external side of the silence that's scary, Some, mm. but a lot of times it's the internal side of the silence that's scary. True. Because you can't escape yourself.
0: <laughs>
2: that's why the first time I went backpacking, I failed miserably because I was by myself and I scared. I was scared. Yeah. And it was not because of the wilderness. It was because of me. Yeah. I didn't like me. And I didn't like that realization. <laughs> so I went to a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> With the dog. Exactly. And picked up some Taco Bell on the way there. So coming up on today's regular free version, now that we're finally getting into some more of the show. (laughs) Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio. uh, We've got one of your questions and an answer. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com. Pam and I are going to do a thought exploration... On this idea, and I'm springing it on her. Searching for that word. I was thinking, I was a thought experiment doesn't fit. Okay. This is more of an exploration because I keep hearing a thread in clients, and then also some people that are on in the academy and mastermind groups, and then just listeners of the SMR Nation. Um, I keep hearing this thread of, is it possible that you're making life too easy for your spouse? Okay. And we want to see where that kind of conversation goes. Okay. So all that's coming up on today's show. What are you doing in June, Pam?
0: I'm meeting up with a bunch of our SMR Nation folks.
2: Ah, uh, It's going to be a great I'm time looking forward at the, to seeing at the them. SMR getaway, aren't you?
0: Yeah. June 18 through 21. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Come join us down here in South Lake, Texas.
2: Yep. Here in the DFW area. Uh, Registration is going on now. Uh, and it's worth noting to all of the people that are listening, if you're on the fence and wondering about should I come or not, uh, the early bird registration price goes up, goes away, I guess is the best way to say it, April 15th. Right. So if you're wanting to come, get your spot now because we're filling up and this is going to be a fabulous time with some new things that we've never done before at the getaway, one of which is Dennis Mercus is coming to do a couples training massage course where you get, get, you get to get your hands on your spouse and to learn how to massage. It'll be a great experience. So sign up at smrnation.com forward slash getaway to get information and, and secure your spot. Hope to see you in June. So Pam, this just hit the inbox uh, from a husband that says, my wife and I have been married for nearly 22 years. We've got five kids and have sex once, if not twice a week, usually once. When we have sex, we start with me warming her up with my hand or oral. Depending on the stresses of the day, this could be quick or slower. I mean, that's kind of a common, I think, it's kind yeah, of a common threat among, among a lot of people. Um, she will then go to the position with her on top. I then continue to rub her clitoris, and that continues until we orgasm. But too much movement causes me to slow my movement, which slows her down. More recently, she's wanted for me to not touch her clitoris with my hand and just lay on top, with lay on me more and have the movement bring her to orgasm with me inside while she lays flat on me. It ramps up the intensity on me, and I can barely move without going. Any suggestions for improving this position so we can succeed with me lasting longer and her going quicker?
0: Huh. That's a really. That's a. Great so they topic. have found
2: yeah. because this is a. This is one of the things we've talked about before, and this is just information that constantly needs to get out there to the to the masses that for most women, the most reliable route for orgasm, the clitoris has to be involved. Mm-hmm. Penal vaginal intercourse alone will not do it. But you can have some positions where either you get access to the clitoris with digits or a toy, right or you position your body where it's more of a grinding, rubbing, right. And that's what he, that's what they're describing here with her on top because then she's right. in control, right? And so what I'm hearing from this is, um, he wants to make it last as long as he can, but when she gets revved, he starts to get revved, which makes it go faster, and she's not quite done.
0: She's not ready, yeah,
2: right, right. And, and so there's the dilemma because for most men, the erection is going to quickly fade, right? Which then means the rubbing is different, right? If not uncomfortable, because for some men. After orgasm, it can get pretty sensitive for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so then you're going to, then you're best left with, we got to change this up. Mm -hmm. So
0: it sounds like their goal is to climax at the same time.
2: Okay. Am I, am I I reading that that wrong? I don't know. That could be something that's being read into that. I don't know
0: if I'm making an assumption here that.
2: and they're Granted. universal, almost, a lot of people are like, oh, we should be able to do this at the same time.
0: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> like it is. It's this fantasy thing out there. I think it there. is. Maybe I'm wrong, sir, and, and, and I'm misinterpreting your, your email, your question, but I, I guess I would say in there that climaxing together doesn't necessarily happen all the time. Right. Right. Um, right.
2: Well, you're talking about having to reach the point of um, pretty good control. Yeah. Of... of one or both of you, of of being able to recognize the signals, steer it mm-hmm. a little different, and that's where I would start with this, is because this is this position is a is a pleasurable position for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, and so in some regards, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, and I'm sure some of the members of the SMR Nation could be sitting there thinking, well, just think about baseball, you know, or just <laughs> think about something else. I don't recommend that because that's disconnecting. Yeah. From the situation and you're feeding off each other.
0: Then it's just about the outcome and not about a connection that the two of you have. Yeah.
2: So instead, um, what if you, this is the weird little arena that it's kind of hard to describe. You just kind of know when you're in it because it's not mindfulness and it's not focus. It's kind of in between. Okay. So it's not just concentration, right? Because sometimes... For a lot of people, and this does not apply to everybody, but for a lot of people, I can't just concentrate and make it have more lasting power or concentrate and achieve orgasm, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just that mental clarity. But for some people, mindfulness doesn't get it either of just kind of being more aware, being more engaged, letting go of an attachment to outcome, just enjoying the moment, kind of just following that connection and that vibe. So it's kind of an in-between. Okay. That I think of, and a lot of times this can become, if she's laying on top of you to do this, are you in a position where you can look each other in the eye?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because she might be head on his shoulder, truly full body hug, grind going on. In order
0: on. to get the position she wants to be might in, might be because that She might, might need to tilt
2: her body that far enough forward to yeah. get there. But could she raise up a little bit and still achieve it?
0: By having, To get eye contact. Yeah, to, to get
2: yeah. not where it's cyclops contact.
0: Right, because you're so close, yeah. <laughs> but,
2: but to catch each other by the eye because there's something magical about that kind of a depth of power that takes it beyond just the erotic and into an essence of beings,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which I'll warn people that when you start to taste this initially, it can make you go really quick. Both of you.
0: Hmm.
2: It can speed it up because then there's this true, whoa, what did we just tap into? Right?
0: It it can go quick. Don't you think when you first start making eye contact, it's a, it can be a little bit awkward too? Totally. Right. I'd and, say before you get that connection the first time, it's probably, oh, this is a little awkward. Right. But if you're not already, yeah. If, if this, this
2: is a new, new territory that you're venturing into, it can be awkward. Absolutely. Yeah. But it also is like... Uh, The third rail, if you will, with the kind of conduit power going through there that we all have, and when those two suckers align, man, sometimes it's like wall socket sex. That's a phrase from Schnars. Okay. Of you're tapping into something that's electric, right? And there's a lot of energy there, and so when you first get it, it can be like this: "Whoa, whoa, whoa, you know, and it's over. Yeah. But okay. Does that matter as much? I mean, it's it's not. That's where you kind of touched on at the beginning of this conversation, Pam. Of this is a goal matters, the outcome matters, but it's not the only thing that matters,
0: Mm-mm.
2: right? And so, right. so then the other side of this equation of how can you get her faster? Because that's about him trying to slow down, right? Because there is most men, a lot of men. Uh, A really turned on woman will do it for them. Right. (laughs) It's like, okay, here we go. Uh, That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. But how do you get her faster? Is what you're describing.
0: How do you get her faster? How do you get her warmed up faster? Yes, that's what. Thank you for
2: clarifying that. Yes. Um, Then you're talking probably a little more about um, what goes on with the foreplay. Do you change that up? Is there a little different variety? That can come in there, goes a little bit longer maybe, that she kind of gets beyond just a, okay, I'm ready, but.
0: Yeah, it, and I, I guess I would throw in there, it sounds like there is a pretty decent routine. Yep. So potentially changing up, adding, some, adding a little bit of spice to it. Come at it from the other side. You and, know? Um, yeah, go
2: left rather than right.
0: Go left rather than right. right. Um And that's
2: where I would encourage don't him. Don't be tentative. I would encourage him because the brain, her brain's gonna follow the script. And so if he will change it up.
0: Yeah.
2: A lot of women, the variety is a, a big spike for them. Yes. It's, it's, it's scary sometimes too. But if you stay within the confines of the guardrails, <laughs> with within the variety of like What we're doing is not anything out of the new, out of the normal. It's just, I'm coming about it a different way.
0: Yeah. And by variety, again, back to what you're talking about, Corey, it's not that you've got to throw in some weird kinky thing, although that might be what you want to do. Um, It's changing the lighting, uh, doing something on the couch rather than on the bed. Right. Or uh, just uh, bring her a some beads gosh we just passed mardi gras right bring her some beads get um, yeah, some of those glow so that necklaces that's all, the glow necklaces that's the only thing she's wearing um something simple like that that just it's a different garment yeah. or it's yeah. a different location or
2: right because this is figuring out what's in her wheelhouse what's her accelerators yeah um because there's the other side of this for a lot of women and again we're talking in generalities based on the way he's framed this for them uh, for a lot of women um that kind of a deep Depth of an emotional connection is an is an accelerator mm-hmm. of the catching each other within the emotional realm too the, yeah. through the eyes the the depth of of connection that can be an accelerator too and then you get into this arena of have the conversation about it and just just bring it up and just say look this is what's going on and yeah. this is how it's been I would love wonder if there's ways we could come up with how we can make that last longer.
0: That can be an accelerator, too. Just know if this isn't something that has been discussed at all. Right. uh, You know, it's kind of exciting to think, oh, we can talk about this now. Right. When you do, it it can kind of get you jazzed when you're talking about what might be or what we could do. Right.
2: Or she might have a solution.
0: Imagine that.
2: <laughs> or he might after a little bit of conversation with her.
0: Imagine that.
2: And that's the that's the beauty and the sophistication of sex and marriage mm-hmm. is a lot of times if we can just find the courage to speak up about something, we f- elegant solutions arrive. Yeah. And it's just the willingness to take the courage to start that conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, Pan and Corey. Um, so first of all, I just want to say thanks for your show. I really appreciate listening to it regularly. And um, Corey, I particularly appreciated your talk about boundaries and owning your side of the equation. It reminds me of Henry Cloud, and it's been really helpful in my growth. Um, so I did want to respond to the lat- latest show you asked at the end if there was anything that you might have left out, and this was in the extended content about um, domestic discipline. And I just wanted to mention two things that I thought maybe um, you could address a little bit more. So. I actually thought when you addressed domestic discipline, you kind of addressed it through a sexual lens and about, you know, this is about dominatrix and kind of fetish. But my understanding of domestic discipline is that it's actually a a whole approach to how marriages operate, whereby one spouse is empowered with the ability to discipline the other spouse for their behaviors. Um, So, Anyway, I think that might be worth coming back to as a a whole system of how spouses interact. And then the other thing that I wanted to mention, you were talking about, or in the message, the man talked about this interplay of sort of BDSM or pain in pleasure. And how does that work between spouses where one spouse wants it and the other one doesn't? And... um, you were trying to address that from both sides and the difficulty of um, the spouse who's delivering it that doesn't want to and the spouse receiving it that may not enjoy it that much. And I one thing that I thought hasn't come up too much on your show yet that I was wondering if you could address in terms of your experience with clients is um, the idea that a lot of women absor- have absorbed that they're required to endure pain for sex. And um, I was reading a study a little while ago that was talking about when you ask men about their worst experiences of sex, they're just sort of mediocre and not great. And if you ask women about their worst experience for more for most of them, it will include discomfort and pain. Um, And you mentioned the woman who was in your office where her husband was pretty violent with the sex and she was okay with it but not okay with it which to me says she's actually not okay with it. She's just believing she needs to do this for her husband. And um, what I was hoping is that maybe you would come back to that. And I think it's really important to communicate, especially to women, that sex should not be painful. Um, And if it is, you should stop whatever it is that's causing you pain and go to a doctor. But I was just wondering if you had considered maybe doing an episode on pain and sex for women. Um, so I, and part of this is kind of a backstory for me. I just found out one of my best friends has had pain and sex for 11 years, um, pretty much every time. And it's just like she just thought, this is what I need to do for my husband. And in talking to a lot of my friends, many of them have endured pain and sex with their husbands just because they're like, whatever is fine. This is part of the experience. And um, I feel really strongly that that's not what should happen, unless that's what they want, right? Like, if that's, you get pleasure from pain, okay, whatever, that's your thing, like, that's fine. But if your husband gets pleasure from pain and you don't want it, or you're just having pain, I feel like somebody needs to be saying to women, that's not what sex is supposed to be. Um, and I'm just curious if maybe that would be an episode topic that you would be willing to address. Um, so thank you so much for listening to our feedback. I really appreciate all the work you do. And Pam, I really appreciate your um, female perspective and bringing that into. It's really nice to hear from you as well. So love you guys. Thanks. Bye.
2: So thank you so much for calling in because she's yeah. got, uh, I love the SMR nation in that uh, they help round out the conversation, and they ask questions that help us steer a, a different way, right. or uh, they will help other people by yeah. just asking the questions. Um, so the the two things that come up to me in this pan, one is the whole uh, female led relationship dynamic and, and domestic discipline, mm-hmm. which I'm tabling that okay. on this episode. And so, ma'am, um, my my plan mm-hmm. is um, within the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna have a guest join me that's more versed to help have a conversation about that. Perfect. And so I'll find another sex therapist that uh, dives into that arena more so than even I do, for sure. And let's let's get good information that way. But the second question, the second topic she brought up on the idea of pain in sex and how there should be this, there seems to be this element of women should endure pain for sex, and I think some of that is born into this whole. Well, the very first time is gonna hurt. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And really, and I mean, I think, I think it kind of starts that way, where there's a implanted thought that oh, this is just part of it.
0: Yeah, I th- a lot of it is poor education. Yes, right. I, I know I wasn't educated uh, well in that arena, and so I just, I just when we were starting out, I had right. no idea. Right had a warm up or that I needed to. Or. So
2: she puts it perfectly in yeah. that the information needs to get out there.
0: Yeah. That
2: if a woman is having pain and sex, and that is not something she is interested in, right. because let's add that caveat, um, then you need to stop. Yeah. And you need to bring it up. You need to speak up. Because there's a lot of couples I've worked with where this has been a history, just like her friend, that it was 11 years
0: mm-hmm. of it.
2: And she finally speaks up about it, and he is incredibly hurt because he doesn't realize how much hurt he's inflicted. Right. And so you talk about there's pain on both sides, then you're dealing
0: with. Right.
2: And that's a deeper issue to have to deal with. Right. And so you do need to speak up. You need to seek help. We've done some shows. Uh, In the archives, if you look for vaginismus, painful sex, um, there's some of that information we've done on a medical side. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's necessarily what she's even talking about, because there's some times where it's just, it's an anxiety thing. And I'm just uncomfortable in it because there's not enough warm up. There's not enough lubrication. There's a lot of different things. It could be quick fixes. Yeah. But you got to speak up about it first to let it be known,
0: right? And potentially, she she's right. Potentially, you need to go see a doctor and maybe get so this figured out. Right? Maybe
2: so. But I love the way she says it because a woman can deliver that message much more than I can. Mm-hmm. Of if if you're a woman and you're experiencing pain during sex, stop. Yeah, and speak up, and then deal with whatever's next. That's right. To find the solution. That's right. Because you need an ally in that. And if your husband's not an ally in that, you need to know that.
0: Right. There's bigger fish to fry if he's not your ally in that piece.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like. So there's there's a component of just you got to take, take the charge for your own life in that arena and realize sex is a pleasurable thing. That the discomfort, if you feel it, even the discomforts of it, speak up mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, whoa, whoa, hold on. Maybe it's just reach for the lube. Because we got to realize as you age for sure, lubrication changes. Mm -hmm. Times of the month, lubrication changes for people. And so find the solutions that are available to make it easy Mm -hmm. and then see what you're really dealing with. And so, well done on calling in. Well, it's been a little bit since we've done an extended show where it's on just, we went on a topic for a while.
0: Yeah. We've had a lot of times
2: where we've been doing the questions. It's with kind of people, fun. and this was this was a, like this was fun to kind of go into that venture world of well, let's see where this goes yeah. <laughs> with, with the conversation. <laughs> so if you missed it, uh, jump to smrnation.com com and join the academy. You can you can catch the extended content. You can catch the uh, academy, the monthly calls. Be a part of great conversations that take place. Um, we'd love to have you. We'd love yeah. to have your voice. Well, this has been Sexy Merge Radio. Uh, once again, the SMR Nation taking their time each and every week to spend it with us. Mm-hmm. We thank you so much because you helped make this show what it is and how it's become and involved over the years. Uh, cannot thank you enough. Yep. So if we left something undone, let us know. Wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time
0: out of your day to spend it with us. See you next time.